You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Pete Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. This is Colin with... Hey, everyone. It's Elliot. And this is episode 36, where we got another special guest, the one and only Sean Hale. What's up, Sean? Not much. How's it going, guys? We're doing pretty, pretty good. good. So we're recording this on Patriots Day. So uh, it's an interesting, it's definitely a special day that... Uh, Sean, I'll let him tell his story, but being in Texas and Elliot living in Washington, not exactly a, uh, a national holiday, but uh, for us in the greater Boston area, it's definitely normally a, a very special day, um, which is typically the, uh, the day of the Boston Marathon. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's a bittersweet day this year um, to uh, not have the official marathon. Oh, that's going. why you ran a marathon today. <laughs> I didn't yeah. put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I did. Uh, I did run a marathon today with uh, my buddy Steve Bargo um, around his house in in Merrimack, New Hampshire, um, where we did. Uh, we got video to prove it. Uh, we we kept our distance and uh, and maintained uh, you know the six plus feet throughout. But uh, we ran together today and. Uh, didn't didn't go crazy, um, but uh, just had uh, a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it was and as Elliot, you can give me crap for running a, a standalone marathon, as I am not normally a big believer in that as as part of your Ironman training. Anyway, yep, you're always uh, ripping me for running long. <laughs> <laughs> I took one out of your book by doing one early season, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. I mean, my my reason for doing it is that uh, we don't we don't need to have you know formal races to do you know pretty epic or challenging things for ourselves, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm in this to live a healthy lifestyle and and to be active and uh, you know was in a position where uh, you know was fit enough to to be able to do this without hopefully too much recovery needed and so forth. So. Um, I decided, and Steve had kind of been planning to do this for a while because he was supposed to officially run the marathon today, Boston. Um, but uh, I decided to, to join a friend, and uh, I'm glad I did. So, um, yeah, so that's our, our kickoff here. Enough for that. Let's uh, let's jump into Sean here. So, Sean, you want to give us a quick bio on yourself here? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm uh, 39 years old, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, married my high school sweetheart. We have two boys, um, ages ten and seven. And I got into triathlon, I guess, uh, late twenty fourteen, early twenty fifteen. Late twenty fourteen. Obsessed with it ever since. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, what what brought you into the sport? So the uh, the church we were going to at the time met in this elementary school in this neighborhood, and uh, the pastor said that they had volunteered to help out at this triathlon. And, uh, you know, I was like, sure, I'll go help out. Um, you know, I'd heard of Ironman before, but I didn't know that, like, local, you know, sprint races and stuff were, were a thing. I'd never heard of that before. So I showed up and just, you know, saw regular everyday people like you and me doing this triathlon. And I was like, you know what, I think I could do that. And so I went on a run the next day and haven't really looked back ever since. Uh -huh. Um and yeah, what, so I guess uh, what, what's your your did you did you play sports growing up? What's your background? Yeah, I was gonna say kind of my background there. I played basketball in high school. Uh, I played almost every sport like through junior high, but 
I was in love with basketball and I wasn't really one of those peak athletes that could play all sports in high school. Like if I wanted to play basketball, I needed to just play basketball because I went to a high school, like my graduating class was over 600 people. So it's pretty competitive. Uh, And then after high school, I kind of got married for about a decade and um, had my first kid when I was about 30. It was, you know, over weight and start exercising and kind of kind of did a little bit of exercising here and there and lost some weight and then started playing basketball at work and that got me to about 34 whenever I first started doing uh, triathlons so I, I, I will say that whenever we had to like run endurance or something during basketball training like I was pretty good at it without you know trying but I mean before I started triathlon training I had never run further than 5k and no no swim background or any biking or anything so I did have, I guess that's probably why I thought I could do triathlon is because I did swim for my neighborhood swim team as a kid um, from cool. age six to about 15. So that was like a couple of months uh, every year. So it was not like volume, but I had technique. Okay. So nice. that's a huge help, you know, for, for, for a sure. swimmer. Yeah. Uh, very cool. And uh, what about your, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm an engineer for BP. I support uh, deep water production operations in the Gulf of Mexico. Cool. Uh-huh. How long have you been doing that? Uh, almost coming up on 14 years. Okay. And so do you have to uh, do you have to go to an office? Every, or I'm sure not now, but uh, normally yeah, yeah. you go to an office. <laughs> yeah, time. yeah. So I'm office-based. Um, I have about a 15-minute drive every morning. Okay, that's not um, bad. So, yeah, it's not bad at all. Luckily, our offices are on the west side of town, so I don't have to go into town or anything like that. So. Pretty convenient. Yeah, Houston, Houston's got some pretty good traffic, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. And actually, um, the funny thing is, is that there's this. Um, we're on we're on Interstate 10. They're going west of Houston, and uh, there's this stretch that's called the Energy Corridor because all the big big energy companies have offices there, and um, the traffic to get through that section is pretty bad. And so where BP's office is. Um, is about two exits further in on the freeway than than where I'm currently off to the contractor's site. It takes me about half the time to get to this place, even though it's only two exits shorter on the freeway. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, and so you you got into tries, and it was kind of just full fledged game on. Why don't you get going? Yeah. Yeah. I um. I guess that was. That was maybe October of 2014, October, November. And I got a bike, I think the first of the year in 2015. And I signed up for Galveston 70.3, which was in April, I think. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. so I jumped in it pretty, pretty hard, pretty quickly. And uh, I mean, it, it was it was definitely hard. I, I definitely thought I was in a lot better shape than I actually was <laughs> looking back <laughs> on it now. <laughs> But no, it's super fun, and uh, yeah, I've been I've been addicted to it ever since. I, I I mainly like you were talking about you do it for the health reasons. Like I, I mainly like the, the daily routine. That's what I like sure. the most of it. You know, I like Absolutely. having a plan and executing a plan and checking things off, and you know that feel good you get from the workout every day. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Um, and so you're part of Team Everyman Jack, right? That's right. That's how I connected with Sean. So Sean's actually been joining uh, quite a few of the morning uh, peak slash northeast multi-sport group rides, even though he's an hour uh, behind us. So he's, he's getting up extra early. Um, but he's been jumping on the, uh, the rides with us, and uh, it's been, uh, been a pleasure to have him on there. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you jumping on and uh, joining uh, those. Hopefully they're helping to keep you entertained a little bit. Yeah, it definitely makes time go by faster. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And and on that topic, you're also the host of the new Slow Twitch slash Sean Hale slash uh, Everyman Jack Ride, huh? That's right. Yeah, we just started up uh, Casual Fridays, which is, um, I guess it's probably not a great time for the East Coast, but it, it was the best time we could we could find to try and yeah. allow people from both coasts because uh, I guess it's at 6 a.m. Pacific time, so any earlier than that's a little tough for people, so... Um, so it's 8 a.m. Central and 7 Eastern, or uh, nine, sorry, 9, nine Eastern, 9 Eastern, Eastern, 9 Eastern. Yeah, unfortunately, I have a team call every every Friday morning at 9, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah. the ride is basically, you know, your your bread and butter endurance ride, 
um, try and pass the time quicker doing it in a group so where you can chit chat and you know maybe a few a few efforts in the short short efforts in there to kind of break it up a little bit and also kind of prime your legs for a big weekend of training which uh, I think most triathletes are are on that schedule where they have big weekends right yeah absolutely how many people did you guys have in the first one here I think I saw our we peaked at it about 281 people on the ride, which was way more than I thought we would get the first week. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Congrats. That's cool. And yeah. how did uh, how did you get involved with that? Well, I knew. I mean, uh, uh, the team we were trying to get group rides to go in together, and we, you know, as Lyft has that meetup feature which you've been using. Right. Um, but that one, you have to actually set you first. Somebody has to follow you on Zwift, and then you have to send them an invite to the meetup. And you can only actually have 50 people on there, right. too. Um, yep. So not only is it really difficult to just invite the public to come ride with the team, um, it's limited to 50 people. Not, I mean, we have 80 people on the team itself, so we can't even get the whole team together that way. So um, Zwift is is uh, super overwhelmed with all of the, the additional people on there due to COVID. And uh, getting our own ride seemed like not going to happen anytime soon. Um, so there was an opportunity there. Um, I just started chatting with Dan Enfield of, of Slow Twitch, and saying, "Hey, you know, um, you guys got some rides. You know, would you like to partner with us?" Because um, I thought maybe he'd be able to get a ride, you know, quicker than we could. Plus, it gives it gives gives us more exposure to have the Slow Twitch audience and okay. vice versa. So it just seemed like a good a uh, a good match, and he was on board with it, and, and we started rolling from there. So. Very cool. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, sorry, I'm not letting you get in there. You got any questions for Sean here? No, I'm just <clears throat> I'm doing some research on him, and I think I actually met you in Hawaii this past year. But we're kind of uh, Did you? kind of skipping ahead. I think we ran together okay. Um, okay. coming out of the Energy Lab. Did we? Yeah, I remember <laughs> so running with an Everman Jack guy, and we, I was like, "Man, this sucks." And we, you, you agreed, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like just coming out of the en energy lab. I think we ran together for a couple miles. No, no that's, that's not me. possible. Nobody says this sucks when they're leaving the energy <laughs> lab. Nobody. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. we definitely want to get there. Um, let's talk. What about, so uh, how about your wife, Sean? Does she train at all or do anything? So my poor wife, she, she got into running and um, ran the Houston Marathon in 2017 and was having a blast running. And then she hurt her hip um, a couple months after that, and that took her out for a few months before she was able to get running again. And then she kind of worked her way through that, she thought. And then she started having this shin problem, which cropped up. And I don't know. Long story short, there was like about two and a half years of misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis. Oh, man. Before, you know, we went, to, I, I basically, di I had to diagnose her myself and find an expert Dr. in the Sean field. Had to get involved. Yeah, well, I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, no, sorry, I shouldn't make a joke of it. But yeah, no, so I had to find an expert, you know, in the, in the, luckily we have the Houston Medical Center, so there's a lot of, a lot of medical experts in, in the area, but I basically thought that she had a severely torn hip labrum and I needed somebody to, to look at it. And we found found a guy. That's all he does. And so, yeah, basically, her labrum was torn forty percent of the way around. Yeah. And the joint had lost suction. And so, yeah, she was a little bit off. So she had surgery for that on January thirtieth. So I year? guess. Okay, so she's yeah. just coming back so, on it. Cool. Right, and so she's gone through all the PT. I mean, it's tough though because all those muscles that are interconnected there are basically dysfunctional for like almost three years. So she's having to build those back up very slowly. Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's, that's a, uh, kind of a, a challenging surgery for sure, where I don't know yeah. if it's gotten better. I mean, I have a torn labor in one of my hips as well. And I've, I haven't had the surgery because I've heard of such a mixed bag of the results and it's just a, a tough one. So, uh, I sure hope they, uh, they did it right and that'll work for her. I, th I think it is. I just think it's a long road, especially with how long she went before getting it fixed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I guess next Thursday is is the twelve weeks where you're supposed to be able to start jogging. So we'll see how that goes. She it's, she has ups and downs. I think she she feels good and then she overdoes it a little bit and then yeah. she's super sore for a little bit. So it's, it's a it's um yeah it's frustrating. But I think I think sure. overall she's making progress. Awesome. Well, best of luck to her. Yeah. Thanks. All right, cool. And how about your uh, your boys? Do they do any tries? 
They they both have done track. I, track, I guess my older one's done two, and my younger one's done one. They both did. Um, so I don't know if y'all have heard of the. Used to be called Buffalo Springs Lake in Lubbock. Yeah. Seventy point yep. three, but now they yep. changed it to called Lubbock seventy point three. Well, they had a kids a kids race, and so they both did it last year, and it was super awesome. Nice. Did they enjoy yeah. it? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They weren't sure about swimming with their face down in the lake. You know, they're used to <laughs> yeah. swimming in a lap pool. Sure. And so uh, one of them did breaststroke all the way around. The other one, I think, did backstroke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Whatever. Yeah, they got whatever around. Get it done, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. Yeah. My my oldest is uh, seven now, but he's done uh, three tries now. But nice. uh, it's uh, man, is it fun watching that? And, uh, yeah, we had we got bad news uh, via email this morning that their summer swim league has been canceled. So yeah. we got to figure out some way to keep them active. We're looking get forward to that. Getting so. some wetsuits, getting that open water, right? Well, <laughs> there's just really well. I swam open water last week without a wetsuit. Did you? Here it's already. Yeah, well, that's right. It's so much warmer there. Yeah. What was <laughs> but, the temp? Uh, but, uh, I don't even know what the water temp was, but I was in a speedo and like it didn't even feel that cold when I got in. It was perfect. Wow, but um, that's nice. but I, I was on an invite, so I don't know if I can just take my kids over there whenever I want to. There's not a whole lot of options, you know, yeah. here for swimming open water. It's a lot of public public lakes or you know man-made lakes that are in neighborhoods, and you don't really want to swim in those. I don't know if you want to swim in those except for right. day anyways. <laughs> so, but um, we have a pool in the backyard, so they they uh, they can splash around a little bit, but it's not not really. I mean, I guess they could do more do laps better than i could in it but, right but yeah we need to figure something out uh, cool nice and so how many uh, full iron mans have you done i have done three iron mans so i did so like i, I told you i did a, a half iron man about i don't know maybe six months after i decided to do triathlon and then yep. the next year i did an iron man because everybody's got to do an iron man <laughs> And that I did not find enjoyable. <laughs> which which one did you do? <laughs> I did Texas. Okay, um, makes sense. Close, you yeah, know, sure. Yeah. So what and year was that? I don't know if you, that was in 2016. So that 16. was the year that the bike course was short. Yeah. Because they had yeah, I did it that year. Fight. Okay. Yeah. And that was also the year that uh, big storm the came hail on the run. You were you were probably done. I don't know. I did I did I, finish I just just pretty yeah. much just before that happened, but. Yeah. I wasn't very fast then, so I was in the middle of my run when it came down. But actually, it like dropped my heart rate like 15 beats a minute because it was so hot that day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but, that um, was absolutely epic. I definitely remember that. Yeah. Man, was that crazy. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> after I did that one, like I didn't feel like I was racing. you know. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do another full Ironman unless I think I could try and qualify for Kona. And so I rode off full Ironmans and... Uh, set the goal of trying to get on the podium at a half half Ironman at the Ironman branded race and if I could do that maybe then I could try and qualify for Kona so not a bad so that's what I did yeah and then process then, there yeah. yeah yeah and that happened way quicker than I thought it would so the next <laughs> yeah. the next year at Galveston in this like once one year later um I uh I was. I went into Galveston. My training had just been ridiculously amazing for the past like three, four months. before prior to that, and I was thinking, well, geez, if I just do what I've been doing in training, I'm, I'm going to get on the podium. And then I ended up uh, doing that, and a couple of really fast guys didn't show up, and somehow I ended up winning my age group. And I was like in shock for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, crap! Now I've got to do another Ironman, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, so I decided I was going to do Texas the next year. And uh, try and qualify. So back um, to Texas, huh? Yeah. Well, it's close, you know, so it's easy. Right. Right. And it kind of fits my fits my strengths. I'm not like I'm not very well. I guess I'm kind of okay at all three. You know, I'm not not really good or really bad at any of the three disciplines. But I guess biking is probably my strength. Um, and I'm more arrow than than watts per kg. So a flat bike course kind of suits me too. Um, but then I guess the beginning of that would have been 2018 the beginning of that year I got IT banned and I had to defer from Texas to I chose Maryland because it was really close to Kona and it would increase my chances I thought and it was yeah. flat yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't get um, well actually I guess there's you, you got some flat ones around you but uh, yeah yeah that, uh, that is definitely the flattest course out there 
Yeah, and, and actually, that was the that was the year Texas had the the big pelotons going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. it would have completely negated my good bike splits. So I was actually right. kind of thrilled that point. I didn't do that race. So <laughs> yeah, but I just looked up your uh, twenty seventeen uh, Gal or seventy uh, Texas uh, results there, Galveston, and uh, yeah. So yeah, you had a two thirteen bike split, huh? Yeah. Solid man. That's uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that was the breakthrough race for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, very nice. That's why I think I don't. Cool. I don't think I deserve to be on your guys' team. It seems like every single Everyman Jack guy is like really strong on the bike. Mm. Would you have to agree yeah. with that? Well, I'd say, <laughs> so going back to what I said about being more aero than strong. I mean, how many watts do you think you guys? How many? How many watts do you think I did to do two thirteen? Well, so how tall? What do you weigh, Sean? I'm six foot, and I think I was one sixty on race day. One sixty. That's nice. So. I mean, what, you're probably pushing, well, now I'm going to say something on the lower side, but you're, <laughs> you've got to have been in, like, at least the 250, 265 range, something like that. 230. 230, Seriously? wow. Really? i got to wow. get yep. that felt bike. Were you, were you on a felt at that point? Uh, I guess i got to answer truthfully. No, I wasn't on a felt. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's that was pre EMJ days. Yeah, right, right. Um, nice. Um, that is impressive. But that's 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 really that, that's a flat course though. It is. You never lose right. momentum. You know, yeah. like the cost of acceleration is enormous, and I don't think people realize that. So, like, anytime you break arrow, it takes that much longer to get back up to speed. If if you're just holding that momentum, it takes a lot less watts to maintain that speed, you know? So right. any type of hill or any type of getting out of arrow or anything yeah. like that, either you have to spike the power way back up to get back up to speed, or it takes a really long time to get back up to that, that steady state speed that you had prior. Totally. So yeah, have you I done mean, a lot of, have you done a lot of wind ahead. tunnel testing? A lot of what? A wind tunnel testing, or you just kind of like, kind of know like how to be arrow and I mean, keep your form consistent throughout the entire bike leg i mean yes so somehow early in my trike career I, I found slow twitch the slow twitch forums and so my fit was basically like a slow twitch uh crowdsourced fit oh and you had the balls to post that on there huh? <laughs> yeah and uh, just i mean every every little detail adds up you know yeah, that's sure the way does. i look at Absolutely. it every little detail adds up and i took every little detail i possibly could get you know um, awesome. I set up. So, well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I was going to say here just a quick reminder to everybody that you know, while we we want to optimize our arrow position, an arrow position is only efficient if you're actually using it, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, as you're building your position, like Sean's saying there, if you're up and out of it all the time because you're not comfortable, you can't really hold it. It's not going to be nearly as effective as if you get a little bit less aggressive, but you actually are able to hold that position. So, keep building your way for sure. Um, to, to get to that maximum position or maximal, I guess, um, position yeah, I, my advice there. Yeah, and I'll also say that I don't ride the time trial bike a lot. Um, okay. Out of season, I'll ride it, you know, at least once a week, you know, in preparation for a race, but... Um, sorry, I'm walking. That's right. um, but it takes time. Like, when I start riding it, again in preparation for the season it takes time to get used to to the being able to hold it a while and just be patient with yourself and and know that it will get easier and easier over time if, if you're like me and you just like riding the road bike most of the time so yeah um, no, but yeah that goes back to one of the reasons i wanted a flat a flat course is because it's flat where i live and i can practice going out and i can ride you know 112 miles from my house without seeing a stoplight in arrow the entire almost the entire time you know and are you kidding me? Well, not a lot. Not, not a lot of people can practice crazy. that, you know. And so whenever they get in a race where they need to stay, or it's hard because they haven't done it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the opposite here. Is uh, you know, it's quite hilly around me, and um, so you know, we think. I mean, yes, flat is typically faster, but for people in this area that lives in, in hilly places, it's it's totally different when you go and ride a totally flat course that. You know, being able to to hold that position the whole time is tough, and you got to practice that and, and be able to. Yeah. It. And it's like a Zwift race, in that you don't ever get to let off the pedals either. You got to keep right, pushing exactly. the entire yeah. time. Totally, totally. So it's so like speaking of training inside and Zwift. So like, if you don't have a route that you can be an arrow, I mean, do you 
when your races are coming up and you're kind of forced to be inside, are you in aero position training like on Zwift or just doing a a bike session typically? Personally, I can't ride the TT bike inside. Okay, in the same way. <laughs> I, I I think I'm going to be able to, and then I end up setting up setting up most of the time. Well, and I, I feel like that's so it it's so hard to on Zwift too because every it's all about power, and you can just generate so much more sitting up. So I I think I don't know. I've never played around with it too much. I just know that I'm gonna end up sitting up, so I just do it on the road bike, you okay. know, and I try to get my my race specific rides in outside if I need to adjust the days due to weather I'll do that yeah um, but there's definitely different forces on your body inside and outside and I think I think being in the time trial position you know heightens that whenever you're whenever you're going you know 20 30 miles an hour outside depending on you know what the conditions are there's a lot of force pushing you backwards and yeah. you don't have that inside you know and I do wonder if you if you wanted to ride inside more, if maybe you lift it up, you know, put a bunch of books under your front tire or something just to, to raise up the front end and kind of readjust the weight to be more similar to where you, to what, to where you are outside. I'm not sure. I just mm-hmm. find it completely uncomfortable yeah, inside for the most that. part. Yeah. Uh-huh. So speaking of which, are you, uh, are you coached, Sean? Not right now. No. no? Um, <laughs> I was self-coached until I got the IT band injury in 2018 um and i thought i i, was, I still thought i was going to do ironman in texas but i only had like two months to get into shape and i didn't know how to do it that quick because i you know i had success whenever i had good long builds into races being self-coached following trainer road plans or whatever else okay. um but at that point i wasn't sure what to do so i hired a coach then and kind of by about halfway through the year, I knew I wasn't going to stick with that guy, but I was going to stick with him through the through the end of the season before yeah. making a change. Sure, cool. Um, and I, I I wanted to just go back to self coaching. I knew that, and then and then beginning of last year, actually right before Team Everyman Jack Camp in 2019, I got the flu and then really bad bronchitis that basically put, took me out for like a month, yeah. and. I got a whole lot done around the house during that month and it made me realize that like I was having success being self-coached but I know that that more is more you know and yeah. I'd had success with more and I couldn't really hold myself back very well you know and so I was like well I think I really need a coach just to, to balance life more and not let every opportunity to train more take over you know I'd, I'd like to to set some clear limits on how much I'm going to train and hand it over to somebody else and let them, you know, let them do all that for me. Yeah. And well, so I was, yeah. yeah. And so that worked okay, you know, through, through, through last year. And I, I kept that coach through, through the season last year, but I don't know. I just like being self-coached. So at the end of the season, I, I kind of, by the end of the season, I kind of knew I wanted to go back to being self-coached. I just, I needed to adjust my, I guess my outlook on the sport, like I tend to get really super, super focused on things and I just need to take a, a more, like I'm doing this for fun attitude um, and not feel like, you know, so much pressure that like nobody cares. Like why am I putting so much pressure on myself? Just do it for fun. You know, right. I'm going to have decent results no matter what. So I'm going to do what I want to do for fun and, and, you know, race for fun, and and that's what I've been doing this year. Even though we haven't raced yet, I, I really enjoyed the training over the winter and and looking and actually got pretty fit. So you know, yeah. see what happens. <laughs> I think well, some people some people do better coach, and some people don't. You know, I don't know. I really, I really, I have an easy time buying in whenever I put the plan together. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's no questions about what we're doing um, or why I'm doing it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think everybody's different, you know, and some people like, like you said there, you know, it may even be that uh, it's not, you know, holding them accountable to get everything in. It may be, you know, pulling them back so that they're not doing it and things, you know, Um, and then vice versa. Some people need that motivation. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're able to get everything in, you understand the the concepts and feel you can be effective doing it yourself. I mean, nobody knows your body better than you. Right. You know, so. Yeah. You know, it's and that's I one thing I struggled with. Yeah. One thing one thing I struggled with being coached was 
I felt like I kind of lost my, I, I know it's stupid to say, but I kind of feel like I lost my ability to listen to my body, you know, because it's like, well, the coach puts it in there, like, I'm going to get that done. But if I've built it, then I can use, like, I, I don't know, I have a way easier time adjusting. <laughs> Sure. No, that's fair. I and I mean, I guess the the coach of me will tell you I would I would feel I would say a place to be where I my athlete that you know I would say that there's a, a lack of communication or a miss like amount of miscue there if, if that's happening and yeah and at the same time like I don't expect my clients to get everything in or I I actually sometimes am more concerned for the person that gets everything in and has nothing but green in their you know training log than those people. Yeah. That, have the yellow and the red because you do have to listen to your body and like I said nobody knows your body better than you so there's going to be times when it needs to change you know it's uh, I think it's that overall guidance you know that's really the most important thing in the picture but uh, um, now that totally makes sense man yeah and you, I mean I think you hit the nail on the head it's all about communication and and I, I think you know it's probably some of my fault too but I think definitely both both coaches that I had didn't didn't communicate as well as I would think a a coach needs to definitely. Yeah. I mean that's I I always tell people not to sound like a sales pitch here, but you know just the I you know that the that feedback you know even you can upload all the data you want but if i could take you know look at a file or you could have somebody tell me what happened and you know they're kind of uh, subjective feedback on something i'm going to take that subjective feedback all day long because that's right. really what helps me to understand you know when things need to change and what's working and what's not working and so forth absolutely so, uh, no doubt there so cool so, all right, let's let's get back to your your journey here. So, I know uh, you were in Hawaii, obviously last year, running with Elliot. So, uh, so you did Ironman Maryland, and that went pretty well, I take it. <laughs> Ironman Maryland could be a podcast in and of itself. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> Ironman can be a podcast in and of yeah, itself. But sure, sure. Man, talk about your ups and downs. So, so yeah, I I felt like I was pretty fit, and you know, I don't know. Some people are pretty obsessive, like I am, and studied the uh well i guess there's there was a guy on slow twitch that did these um these spreadsheets that listed everybody that was entered into the race yeah and, and he would he would predict who was going to win each age group and so it was easy to see like who the hitters were you know sure and um so going into that race like i felt like i could pace pretty conservatively and win the age group based on who was signed up and what their past <laughs> performances were okay yeah and then and then it's not that's not a race that sells out though right and then uh, i have this other not, right yeah i mean yeah. That, that race is a crapshoot for sure yeah exactly <laughs> so then i have this other app um that you can sort like once the bib once the ironman tracker's up like i think it pulls data from that and then it will sort um athletes based on their previous 70.3 and ironman times as well so you can you can see like in my age group no kidding. This no guy's kidding. done done this split or whatever. Yeah, it's only available like a few days before the race. And so then I noticed that like a couple of local guys that had, you know, results that were, that were legit, that yeah. were at least as good or better than what I thought I could do on my best day. So I went from, you know, this is the race that's going to have three slots on my age group. So I went from, you know, thinking I could pay as conservatively and, and probably win the age group, you know, as long as nothing bad happened. Right. To where like now I could be having a great day and looking at third and hoping that nobody else had a breakthrough performance, you know. So sure. that's kind of stressful, but but it was good to know, you know, ahead of time. Um, and so yeah, so I pulled it up. Looks like you got fourth, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you did a nine fifteen. I think that's uh, pretty damn respectable. Uh, yeah. Actually, so I, I didn't look up what you did in Texas that year. Uh, the two years before that, but uh, Texas was short, and I think I did like a nine fifty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So gotcha. I think you'd attack on like another forty-five minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Because my quick tangent, my goal is to go sub nine, and I did eight fifteen um, in in Texas there. So nice. it was like, well, yeah. But I think that was my a very good opportunity to go sub nine, but I can't count it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, so, Maryland, so, so yeah. Yeah. Maryland swim. The swim was the swim. The bike. Uh, my legs didn't feel great. Forty-two. So crushed it i kind of I mean, just pretty damn fast but yeah so you want to guess what's on that oh uh, so well 200 you said, yeah must be 206. around there. 206 wow that's awesome i thought i was gonna do like 215 and and have a, a sub 440 split like a 
four thirty-seven or something like that. But yeah. my legs didn't feel great, so I just took what I what I had and, and settled for that four forty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, my speed, like I always had average speed on there. Yeah. Um, to be able to kind of tell how things are going, especially in flat courses like that, you can really tell. Oh yeah. You can estimate your split pretty early on by that. So. You know that that was good information to have to know. Okay, well, I'm gonna have a pretty good split. It's gonna come down to the run anyways. So, and I'd never, you know, I've never done a standalone marathon. The only marathon okay. I ever done before was Texas. that Ironman Texas marathon, and that was a, a jog, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so not really knowing how the run was gonna go, I was really nervous about the run. So I I, I took what I had and then get on to the run. And well, on the bike, I got all my nutrition down. I had a bunch of liquid nutrition and and got some extra water in and I was feeling great about that and uh, I was planning on taking um, uh, I don't remember I don't remember the name of the company but some of this caffeine stuff at the beginning of the run and it tastes real bad but you're supposed to mix it with some uh, with some sports drink and drink it and so I had some of that in a flask and I tried to, t- to sip it out of transition and it was pretty nasty tasting so I was like well I'll wait till I get to an aid station and I'll down it real quick and then chase it with some water and that was about a mile and a half in, and I got like 200 yards past that aid station, and all of a sudden, like, I just started poltergeist vomiting everywhere. Oh my gosh! Yeah, very. It nice. was like it was like four poltergeist vomits everywhere, <laughs> and I was like, "How is this still coming out of me?" And so yeah, was from that, that point the first on, aid it was station? like it was uh, it was like a mile and a half in. Mile and a half in. That's, yeah, that's I don't know if y'all done that race before, but yeah. you kind of go, you run along the the, the shore. Yep. And then you kind of, right when you're peeling away from it, that's where I, that's where yeah. I puke okay. everywhere. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, well, crap, what do I got to do now? I was like, well, I just got to keep running, you know, I don't know. And uh, so I kind of adjusted my, my aid station plan at that point. I was like, well, I got to walk all these aid stations, get as much fluid as I can in and uh, try and try and take care of that. But anyway, I guess long story, long story short, I was in second place. One of those guys um one of those those two guys i was talking about one of them i passed on both of them were ahead of me off the bike i passed one of them about eight miles in and he was in he was in terrible shape so i wasn't worried about him anymore and then the other guy won the race and um you already said i got fourth he he decided to go pro the next year yeah so he passed on his slot and it rolled down to me so i got the slot but i was in second place with I think it was at mile 21 with five miles to go and I had like a six minute lead on third place and so I just just see my wife and she told me that and I was like that's great but my hamstring has been cramping it was like starting to quiver up on me yeah and I got like 20 yards past her and it like went full charlie horse and I flopped onto the ground oh man oh yeah and so it took me a long time to straighten my leg out and then I finally stood up and then it cramped up again and right back down I went jeez and so, I had that's pretty impressive yeah you're able to yes keep it going <laughs> Yeah, so I had I had two more episodes like that, and ended up coming in fourth place, and I was completely gutted at the finish line. <laughs> wow, oh, man. yeah, good for you. And then that's, and that's then impressive. you know how Ironman is, I got to wait till the next day, and then I about cry. I think I was crying whenever the guy passed on the slot and rolled yeah. down to me. That's awesome. So yeah, mixed, yeah, especially mixed, mixed bag of emotions the there. Races, right? It's it's rare yep. that many slots get rolled down. So yeah, um, no, it was it was crazy because they started with the older age groups, and I think before they got to me, like only one person in the entire building passed. Yeah, and so it was not looking good. And the guy didn't tell me because you do the awards first, and the guy didn't tell me when we went up there for awards that he wasn't going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> Very so good. yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. So that was good. Uh, awesome. So you went to the big dance. The so last year was the uh, the first time there, huh? So uh, let's let's talk about uh, how Kona treated you. Kona was awesome. I yeah. loved it. Um, you know, I was treating it as a victory lap. You know, I've got zero shot at podiuming at Kona. Um, I was already upset that I was going to have to train for another fall race because living in houston like training training long and late summer is just it's not fun like i that was the one thing going into maryland like the training became not fun just because the weather's so bad and um i was not looking forward to training for kona so i had, I had a coach again last year and i told him like look i'm not going to train hard i just want to train hard enough to be able to you know Get take a victory lap around the course and and 
enjoy enjoy myself. I need to train enough to where it's enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so sure that's what we did, and that's that, that's what I did. Yeah, no, it was because that's yeah? that's pretty nice. much my day. You know, I mean, I was living it up all week, doing everything I could. Uh, you bring every the, fun the event fam with you. Yeah, the fam showed up. My wife didn't want the kids to be out of school for more than a week, so they didn't show okay. up until Wednesday before the race. Yeah. And then uh, we had to leave, I guess, Monday night to be able to get them back for the next Wednesday. But I, I showed up the the previous Friday because I wanted to do that Hawala swim. It was supposed to be on Saturday, but they moved it to Sunday. Yeah. And uh, do all the do all the cool stuff all week and take it all and in. Had a, had a blast, yeah. So yeah, now uh, during the week, I was like, place, yeah, huh? I wish I didn't have to do the race. I want to go to the thank God I'm not racing party and then just watch the race. So I think that you know. <laughs> Kept saying I was going to go back this year just to watch it, but at some point I want to do that. That, that was a lot of fun. But, but yeah, the race went well, and I kind of just, you know, paced myself. Kind of like that first Ironman I did. I kind of just paced myself all day long and and tried to keep a smile on my face, which I think I did until until we were leaving oh, the yeah, interview yeah. lab there. <laughs> until we met each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took the smile off my face. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you guys were pretty close in finishing together, huh? Uh, so that does make sense. Uh, uh, nice. So, uh, what what is your your favorite uh, triathlon distance? I really like the seventy point three. I think yeah. I think it's a great distance. I mean, you can you can race really well off of like two and a half hour bike rides. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to go go ride. You know five six hours on saturday and then do a three-hour run on sunday or anything like that you know that's that's i guess that's my main problem with triathlon Mm -hmm. is well i guess the first thing is you can't really set it to the side you know and and focus on any other hobbies you kind of have to keep it going um and the other thing is like to do full iron man like for me to be competitive i i don't i don't want to train that much especially on the weekends having kids the age i do you know yep that's totally so, understandable. What uh, yeah. I'm sure it, it fluctuates quite a bit, but what do you what would you say your average training hours are? I'm I'm right there like thirteen to fifteen. Yep. Kinda, you know, and most of that's during the week. Yeah. You know, I get I get an hour usually like an hour, hour and a half in, in the morning and then another you know, thirty minutes to an hour at lunch and then I was taking Saturdays completely off until COVID hit, just trying to do more family stuff on Saturdays. Cool. Um, well, I don't work on Fridays, so that allows me to kind of do the longer ride on oh, Fridays. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. So, um, so I was doing, you know, a two, three-hour ride on Friday and then kind of taking Saturday off, maybe doing a minute run and then do a long run on Sunday. Uh, but, uh, but right now, I'm kind of – I guess I've been around 15 hours, but basically no swimming – Kind of cut the running back, and I've been trying to cycle, cycle as much as possible, um, just because it's it, cycling's kind of come easy to me for the most part, and uh, running has not. So I've, for the last three years, I've basically focused on running, and so I thought right. this was an opportunity to kind of focus on a strength and see see how far I could take it. Yeah, you know, we we really we shouldn't spend any time talking about how you've been kicking my ass in any of the Zwift races we've done together. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> now, for anybody that I will give a quick shout out to the Zwift community and Zwift Racing, um, I think it's a tremendous way to really push yourself on the bike. Like I just, um, even with you know, work hard with intervals and things, but there's nothing like the the Zwift race if you want to try and be competitive and and push through it. It's uh, really takes you to a different level. And, I think it's fun too. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. sitting there thinking, "Oh, this hurts so bad," but it's. I mean, I could never. I would be. Thirty, forty watts lower, thinking, "Oh, yeah. this hurts so bad. I want to quit." If I was by myself, yeah. you know, it's crazy. It's it's awesome. Yeah, really I mean, is. every time I race, I think I hit a new twenty minute or, you know, hour PR on power. <laughs> Depending on right what the distance yeah. is or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those uh, out there, I mean, I, I will say my my caveat to it is, is there's a lot of cheating or, you know, Sean saying he's 160 pounds. You know, I think there's probably a lot of people his his height or his weight uh, that are saying they're like 140 pounds or 120 pounds <laughs> even uh, for those races, you know, so. Uh, yeah, you can't uh, worry about that. I mean, exactly. That's that's my whole point. You know, it is it yeah. is what it is like at the end of the day. No one. I mean. We shouldn't care that much about our results in general, but who gives a shit how you did it in a Zwift race? You know, like you know. I know. 
it's like go push yourself and get the yeah. best out of it and you know you're gonna um you know it's it's very different than you know our goal especially for long course triathlon where we're trying to be consistent like sean was saying in galveston where you know we're trying to maintain that consistent power throughout it you know there's going to be surges you know you basically a max effort for three four minutes to start the races and then you kind of settle in for a little bit but there's all kinds of surges and it's just really awesome complimentary training to for triathletes so i really encourage people to give that a shot and it's amazing yeah. how how closely replicated actual bike racing i mean if you lose like the pack it's like yeah, almost impossible to catch back up good. right right exactly yeah i was gonna say my my, my with racing rant is that I guess this is a sign of the times, but everybody, I think everybody, it seems like everybody feels like they need to be a winner. So you get these people that are sandbagging, you know, either racing down categories, they shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like right on the borderline of like a B or an A guy. Me too. Exactly. And um, so it's like, well, I could race B and try and win. And I wouldn't be pushing myself as hard if I just go in the A and just go as hard as I could. And so I've been going in the A's lately. And, um, you know, I finished, I think on Zwift Power, I think I finished around like 30th place in the A races, but yeah. I'm still hitting power PRs and having a blast, you know? I mean, and in every single race, I end up around guys that I get to race. You know, I'm not racing for first place, but I'm racing to beat that guy, you know? And exactly. it's super fun. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, just I did a race on Saturday where there was a couple of, I think they were maybe like, they weren't even that long of climbs, maybe like a minute or two. Um, that broke things up a bit and so you end up around these people and um, there was pretty big gaps and it was just like me and this one guy and he was he appeared to be lighter than me yeah. so he and so like on the flats at the same watt per kg I could kind of pull away from him a little bit but he would go up he would climb faster than me because he could do do a little bit better watt per kg yeah. and uh, we crested the top of this climb and he was ahead of me and I put in this big surge to catch him and then I knew on the downhill if I could just attack him and create a gap I could probably hold it all the way to the finish line and so like I did that and it was super fun and it worked you know I mean you can find little stuff like that to do and it's so much fun totally yeah that's that's kind of my goal these days I try and hold on to the front front group as long as I can and then I definitely just plaster myself and uh you know probably be better off taking you know just going with a second pack to start but uh i just keep trying to hold on a little bit longer and uh and then just battle and hopefully that second group till the finish is uh is kind of my goal these days but uh man it's hard work and it's uh yeah it's it's good you're you're definitely better off holding that front pack as long as you can because if you settle for that second pack immediately you're gonna you lose so much time time right off the the race it's incredible yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so it's uh it's fun and then uh, it's fun it's fun for sure pro races out there uh starting to watch some of those when i can or at least seeing the highlights and it's uh certainly humbling to uh to see the uh watts per kg that these guys are putting out it's just like holy crap Yeah, I can't believe how much fun I had watching some of those. I know, right? You yeah, know? I've got like a I'm watching the now. virtual cycling and enjoying it. Maybe it's because there's no other sports to watch. Well, yeah, and you, I, I mean, when you're it. watching, when you in the past, like there's no way to look at their heart rate or their power. Now you can like you can look at their data, and it's really cool to see because right. I mean, we didn't really yeah, have access to that in the past. Exactly. Yeah. And they even have uh, footage of people on their trainer some of them you know live while right. they're going which makes it cool too it does yeah yeah totally nice so uh so obviously who knows what's going to happen this year um but what uh what does sean hale have uh, aspirations for moving forward here is he sticking to the 70.3 distance or what's going on you think yeah i'm definitely sticking to the 70.3 distance i mean unless unless i make another you know what's the right word order of magnitude uh improvement in my in my racing ability i don't see myself doing ironman like if i could race ironman on on 13 15 hours a week then i i I actually enjoy the races i just don't enjoy the long training so yeah it's tough um i'm sticking for sticking to 70.3 for now um i was planning on doing a bunch of exterior and mountain bike stuff this year oh nice all right yeah I i bought a mountain bike beginning of the year and then i've barely had a chance to ride it uh, due to due to all this COVID stuff, so I'm I'm looking forward to, to getting right. out on that more um, and trying to do some extra and trying to do. I did one mountain bike race 
before before all this uh, shut down. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I don't have a power meter on that bike, but um, uh, you yeah, don't, you don't I, want one. It's it's no, kind of demoralizing no, when you see yeah. your power on those. I have one on well, mine. And it's like <laughs> well, in, in ways, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the race is about fifty minutes, and my heart rate for that was averaged higher than I think any of these whip races I've done. It was nuts. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's good. It was insane. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Super how about we, we meet up at uh, X-Star World Championships in Maui sometime then? That doesn't sound half bad because I think that's only like a four-hour race, isn't it? Oh, less than that. If Well, is it? Unless, yeah. yeah the, more like two and a half, I think. Two okay. and a half to three. Yeah, hours. that's it's, great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've... I've qualified before. I haven't been over there yet, and uh, I wanted to do that sometime. Uh, while we still have it, the Xterras unfortunately are definitely on the decline here. So we need right. to we need to research those things because uh, they're yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. I've kind of notionally said nothing over five hours, but All right. but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's cool. And then uh, um, hopefully uh, we'll get to meet at camp next year, um, but. Uh, Maybe we can try and recruit Elliot if he'll uh, get his there confidence up here on uh, thinking he can bike. We'll get him to step up his, his game with Zwift here and, and become a biker. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Zwift. Zwift will get you strong. Zwift yeah. racing. Tell you what, what one uh, one feature that I almost like more than the races is if you just go do one of the group rides. Yeah. Like Slip Twitch has this, uh, this rise and grind. It's like an hour on Thursday mornings. And if you sign up, I don't even know if they have an A group anymore, but basically you can go, it's basically like doing an hour of just, you know, sweet spot to tempo, just solid. There's no attack at the beginning. You don't have to be paying attention to every second like you do in a race where you, you can miss something and drop off the back. You just get to, just get to push hard in a group for, you know, whatever the time period is. And those are super fun and they make the time go, go by really fast and, Provide yeah, that that's same, that, yeah. Provide that same mental mental benefit of, of being in a group that the race does. Yeah, totally. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Um, I don't want to go too long here for everybody. Um, Ellie, you got any other questions? No, just kudos. You, I mean, congrats to both of you for being on the team. I mean, I know I'm always in the race when I see you guys because you're at the top of the amateur field. So it's just. And you guys are all, everyone I've met from the team is are really great people. So um, you're doing great things for the sport. Thanks, and, man. Yeah. I kind of bring up the rear uh, team-wise, but uh, somebody's <laughs> got to do that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, but uh, uh, no, you definitely seem like a good good addition for sure. And uh, that's cool. And uh, definitely excited to be uh, part of your guys' squad here. So, um nice man all right well uh yeah thanks very much for for joining us here hope you enjoyed it and uh, hopefully people got some tidbits out of what sean's doing here and uh love his uh demeanor here and what he's he's doing with the sport and uh all the best moving forward here hopefully we can uh do some racing together here uh i'm sure we'll do some virtually but uh let's let's hopefully get back to a normal state where uh we can do things together outside in uh, the real world here absolutely can't wait yeah Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us here. We'll uh, talk to everybody soon. Stay safe. Keep having fun and go get some.